0: Testing, are we working? Testing, wow! we are working. And we're adding this in, by the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> it needs to Testing stay real. one, two, one, two. So it was when I was about that nineteen twenty phase where I lost my periods for two years, two plus years. When we are young, sometimes, unfortunately, we care more about what we look like versus how we feel. The vulnerability of people is really powerful for society that's living around us. I just know my number one calling is being a mum and my family and you know that will always be number one. Welcome to the Seize the Yay
1: podcast. Hello, you wonderful human beings. Just tuning in quickly to thank you all so much for your support of the podcast so far. I've been totally blown away by your comments and shares and reviews. I had no idea how this was going to go when we launched and I can genuinely say you've bowled me right over with your beautiful messages and feedback. Please keep it coming. It has meant so much and given us all at this end so much yay. And I've been truly touched by some of the really personal reflections and the sharing that's been happening. So thank you all so much. This episode was Actually, the first one I recorded with the amazing Rachel Finch, although we're actually up to episode four already, which is just so exciting. And I know that I'm meant to upload each episode every seven days on the same day every week, but I just get too excited. So I don't think I waited quite that long, but I couldn't have picked a better guest to help calm the nerves and set the tone for CZA than the beautiful Rachel. It's not the first time Rach pulled me through the pre-show jitters. We actually met when she was MC at my first major speaking gig a few years ago now, although I'd been insta-stalking her since long before that, as I'm sure many of you here have also done. The first thing you notice is that she's one of those rare people who is as beautiful in real life, if not more so, than in photos or on social media. And the next thing you notice is how incredibly down-to-earth she is, despite all her fame and success, as you can probably hear from the snippets at the start of this episode. I fangirled her like a total moron, but she still gave me some words of reassurance before I went on stage and again today before we started recording and I'm very lucky that we've stayed in touch and worked together on various projects since then. With legs starting at my shoulders, she's not only a stunning model but also a TV presenter, qualified PT, health coach, published author still going, savvy businesswoman with Bod by Finch activewear and Body by Finch online health and fitness program under her belt, and mother to two beautiful children, Violet and Dominique. So thank you so much for joining us today, Rach. My I pleasure. know that you're a very busy woman with so many balls in the air, which is just incredibly inspiring. Aww. So we'll chat about your projects that you've got going on later on, but first I'd like to ask everyone, and by everyone... This is the first time I've recorded, so (laughs) I mean, I will ask everyone. (laughs) That that. is so funny. (laughs) Uh, What the most down-to-earth thing is about them? So just cutting straight through the glossy surface that social media can create and show that real relatable stuff which you're already so good at and it's uh, really really endearing and quite unique actually. If you'd share something again here that reminds us that you're all human
0: Yeah for sure. Just this morning I woke up and could not run Simba down in time to go to the toilet out in the park because I had Violet and Dominic hanging off each arm and couldn't get Dom in the pram in time and do up his shoes and Violet couldn't find her undies and breakfast was still on the table Um, but Simba decided to take a big number. Number one and number two, right at the front door, which I then had to continue <laughs> proceed to clean up with three rolls of toilet paper to soak up the amount of pee.
1: <laughs> nice, <laughs> which was
0: which was so, so riveting. It was such a great way to start the morning, you know.
1: I also just think like it's really important at this point to highlight that Simba is not Rachel's husband. No, um, but her dog. <laughs> My dog, correct. (laughs) That would be totally awkward. Yeah, just in case there's any confusion. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
0: so Mish is away in Hong Kong at the moment, who is my husband, and uh, Simba is our dog, so I'm managing three kids at the moment with no husband help, and I take my hat off to single parents, you know, and um, people that are doing it alone, it's, it's tough. Emotionally, financially, and physically, it no doubt would be a very difficult circumstance. And yeah, so this week's been fun for me (laughs) and we have real stuff all the time. You know, there's a, a, a mountain of washing that I am just continuing to stare at every time I walk past the spare bedroom, waiting for me to be put away.
1: Um I actually saw that yesterday. I was I was watching your stories and I saw the big pile of washing get thrown onto the other big pile of washing yep. and you were like, I'm gonna do this later and I was like, I love that you still do your own washing. I'm just that praying makes That makes me happy. I'm just praying that my mother in law will come over sometime soon. Just leave it there until she comes. Uh, hopefully she'll come over and feel like um, folding. <laughs> Oh, well, it's very lovely to know that you're a human being, Good. even though sometimes I don't believe it. I still, I'm like looking at her and she's, we're actually sitting in our um Bod by Finch activewear at the moment. So we're yep. just sitting in our crops and leggings. This is not slightly weird, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's cool. This is what we, this is our office uniform. Exactly. This is what we do. Uh, okay, so let's start at the start um with what I call Your way to yay. So how did you get to this life that Mm. is full of seizing your yay? How did you get here and how did it all start? Did you ever go through that awkward teenage phase that all of us went through? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I
0: went through some definitely some weird phases. Um, I guess my journey with it all started – When I was about three, mum says that she can remember me running down the athletics track with nappies on. So I was competing or or participating in sport from a really young age and I was really set on athletics. 200 metres and long jump were my favourite events. And when I was 15, I remember I had this weird guy approach me in an airport and say, oh, I've got a local modelling competition, I'd love for you to be involved. (laughs) (laughs) Shoved Shoved an entry form in my hand and I'm like... Oh, that's weird. Uh, But I'll take it home. Thanks. Bye. Looked it up. It was completely legitimate. Mum and I ran around town, got some outfits. I entered the competition. It was so strange because I had bruises and scratches all over my legs, and I was like, high heels, makeup. And um, I ended up winning the competition. So from there, I got a contract with an agency in Brisbane. My. Life started to weirdly shift from training and body mechanics and competitions and carnivals and traveling interstate for, you know, different athletics carnivals to, oh, well, you've now been signed to an agency. Do you want to explore this path? And I was like, oh, may as well. This is new and exciting. Decided to take the leap, decided to take on the challenge, moved to Brisbane, ended up living in different countries for the next three to five years. Singapore, New York, Germany, London, um, New Zealand, and just started um, building my book as a model. And that's so cool. All alone. You know, I was just traveling to all these countries alone at 17, 18, 19, 20 years of age. When I was 21, I came, or 20, I came back to Australia and entered the Miss Universe Comp. And I think that was the first thing in Australia that led me to then work in the media industry. So I, I was lucky enough to win that. Uh, Miss Universe competition doesn't surprise me (laughs) oh no it was a lot of fun it was a very incredible in-depth complex uh experience which taught me a lot not only about myself but about you know the media industry and just the world in general um and then I because you you know you've 84 other countries, you know, you're sitting at breakfast with a new country every day and you just, you're just you just talking to, to the girls about their experiences and their culture and their countries and it's just such an in-depth experience.
1: Is it anything like Miss Congeniality,
0: the movie? A- <laughs> everything you see on Miss Congeniality, just think the complete
1: opposite. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I so, always think that's probably as close as most of us have yeah. gotten
0: to Miss You. Don't, don't get me wrong, the competitive nature, yes, Um, but they're, everyone's just so lovely. And I've, I've always had a really great experience, um, in terms of other girls, you know, in the industry and in competitions. Um, and then I guess from there, everything just sort of catapulted. I signed with channel seven and started working with other brands and organizations and really started developing my career in, in what I loved. And because I have always been around sport and I've known about body mechanics and I've really loved health and wellness and I've loved, you know, I've, I've grown up outside essentially being in Townsville um, behind a water ski boat and just camping every weekend, um, just my love for that has always been, has always existed. So, um, which has now led me on to um, launch Body by Finch, which is my online program and my power range, which you're wearing today. so <laughs> oh,
1: it's amazing. I it's, love it so much. It's so much. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an amazing story. Like, that's just a Townsville girl to Miss Universe. And you made it to the, you were Miss Universe Australia, mm, that's right. And mm-hmm. then you went to the international competition. Correct, yeah. And were like third runner-up or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, like third
0: runner-up, that's right. And that's when Donald Trump owned the competition. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we got to meet him. Oh wow.
0: um, so that was exciting. Um What was that like? <laughs> yeah, really cool. It was a very brief we just had to stand there and just wait for Mr. Trump to come. Um and it was cool. But yeah, it was as I said, it was a surreal competition and, and um I think doing it at twenty one though, you know, you're so still so young and um, there's definitely things that I would go back and change. But um, at the time, I did the best that I could and it was amazing. Yeah, oh, that's that's
1: amazing. Like <laughs> I still, I just wonder so much, like none of us would ever get to be in a Miss Universe competition. Oh, no. So it's so cool to hear like what it's, what it's actually like. Um, yeah. So you've spoken out recently about one of the harder things about being in the modelling industry mm. and on TV, um, mm. about the body image issues that can come out of that kind of experience. Yeah. And – at a stage, I think, uh, I don't know how long ago, how long ago was it now that you got too thin? Yes.
0: So it definitely wasn't to do with the fact that it was the modeling industry or the media industry. It was my perception of what I thought I needed to be to look a certain way to book jobs. So it was when I was about that 1920 phase where I lost my periods for two years, two plus years. Yeah. And my body was just completely out of balance. You know, I was very strict with my working out, sometimes two times a day. Mm. Um, I was very strict with my meals and my diet. I would have steamed broccoli and chicken, boiled chicken and like very minimal, no carbohydrates, minimal fat. Every time I saw like fat, whether it was avocado nuts or just fat in general, butter, etc., I would eliminate it or steer clear of it. I drank things like diet soft drinks, skinny lattes, low fat cheese, low fat yogurt, low, 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 low. low. Like it was just disgusting. (laughs) And that's what I lived off because I didn't, I was fearful of putting on weight and I've got to maintain a certain weight to book my jobs. And that was just my own perception. I was young, I was uneducated. And the fact of the matter is, when we are young, sometimes, unfortunately, we care more about the aesthetic. And we care more about what we look like versus how we feel. Mm. And it's only through that education and that maturity and the growth and the understanding of how to fuel your body and how to actually nurture your body do you then realize that, okay, well, I need all of these elements on my plate. That is stressing my body out that is too much exercise. Yeah. I need to slow down. I need to meditate. I need to incorporate all of these components in my life to keep me balanced. So I went through a, a huge self-discovery, mind, body, soul and and have come to sort of where I am today with what I what I do on the program. Everything that I've switched in my life that has helped me to stay balanced and in control of my life is what I include on the program in terms of the balancing, the balanced plates on the, on the, um, in the meal programs um, the workouts yes we have high intensity workouts but every day is broken up so you'll get three HIIT sessions a week you'll get two cardio days a body tone day and a rest day take more rest days if you need them we always say plus the meditations and you know yourself how powerful that is the mm. mindset is just like nothing else and like we go into train our body we need to also train our mind so all of these components are so have such an impact on the way we we feel and then ultimately the way we look as well
1: yeah it's it's so it's so much harder particularly today when everything is so visual like social media it's such a great platform like it's how you know people like us connect but it's Mm. also emphasizes that aesthetic part of things Mm. and makes everyone else's lives so visible Mm. to you as well and everyone else's bodies and everything else they're doing and it's Mm. it's so easy to get bogged down in um, comparison and Mm. it's interesting that you said about the aesthetic. I think all of us have gone through, particularly health and wellness people, Mm. I think because it starts off at a healthy level. We think, oh, I'm just cutting out things that are bad for me and because it begins as like a well-intentioned thing, it kind of spirals At some point when we're first on that journey and thinking oh i'm feeling a little bit better i'm looking a bit better yeah and you don't even notice yes talking about what we look like so i haven't had an eating disorder but i have had a dramatic weight loss through um going to africa i got a parasite i lost 15 kilos sure so similar kind of experience of losing a lot of weight but actually not noticing Mm. and so in my brain it was still all about what i looked like Mm. but i didn't actually realize that i didn't look good like you don't Mm. i think you get this body dysmorphia where you Mm. think that you look really toned and muscly but now when i look back at those photos i'm like oh yeah did you have that kind of body dysmorphia where you now know you were too thin but at the time just were so yeah i
0: i just i fit the clothes when i went into a fitting And sometimes they were too big for me and I was like, oh, that's a good thing. Um, Yeah, I was completely blinded. You've got your blinkers on and you just – you're on this – in this tunnel. And it's until you step outside or someone – or something happens like you lose your periods for that amount of time – Or you have some sort of health issue or something happens is when you are shifted off your track. Mm. And that's definitely what happened for me. And and I think just being so young, you're just not educated. It could could even be as simple as hearing a podcast like this. Or it could be reading a book or hearing someone else's story. And that's what I love about you know, the component of social media these days, is that we are seeing more people share the realness. And yes, we see all the picture perfect images. But I definitely think we're seeing a shift into people sharing, keeping it real. The jackhammers are going in the background, (laughs) my bloopers (laughs) all over, all over the place. Exactly. (laughs) We need to see that the vulnerability of people is really powerful for society that's living around us. Because, you know, it's, we're all doing it tough. We're all we're all in the same boat. Yeah. And yes, there are beautiful days and we celebrate those, but they're also hard days as well. And we need to help support each other to get through all of that. And it's um it's important.
1: And so what do you think was your turning point to bring you that perspective and kind of snap you out into what has now turned into a journey that now inspires so many other people to mm. to be healthy and I think for me it was just all of my
0: symptoms that came with that which were low energy, getting into bed at 7 p.m., waking at 7 a.m. every day. I should have eight hours sleep and and feel great. Twelve hours sleep, and I was still waking up going, I'm so exhausted. No energy, mood swings, cravings, binge eating, standing at the fridge, just shoveling food down my throat, then smashing myself at the gym, punishing myself because I just ate all that food. I never vomited, but I did like, I've never wanted to vomit, but I just always felt like I had to restrict what I was eating all the time. And it just was not healthy. That food my, guilt. Yeah. Word, yeah. It's, and I was always thinking about food. Don't get me wrong. I love food now and I, I still think about it, but <laughs> not in the same way. Like I go to bed sometimes thinking about my breakfast, but it's a different relationship. <laughs> it's a good,
1: excited relationship. Yeah,
0: exactly. Not a
1: how much less do I need to eat tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. And now that you're still in the public eye and people are paying very close attention to still not so much what you look like but what you are doing for your health and, mm. and how fit you are, and, and do you still find that you sometimes feel the pressure to there, look a certain way? There are
0: definitely days where I don't feel 100%, and particularly on that week leading into my periods. Yeah. You know that week or two before and you kind of go, oh, I just feel like. I'm more anxious. I'm a little less confident. I don't have, I'm just out of my skin. Coffee or matcha is affecting me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I just feel that on those days, definitely. But I know that it's my hormonal cycle. I know that it's my body just shifting and changing that, that month of that week. And, I'm just kinder to myself, Yeah. you know, and I just know that it's, that's a that's something, that's a physiology, it's something happening inside my body um, that is just affecting my mindset and that
1: means I have to be nicer to myself, I have to meditate more and breathe more. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and did you find that pregnancy and the body changes that you go through with that and having to completely surrender to just doing what your body needs to, I mean, grow a human from scratch, mm. did that help you through that? That process of getting comfortable? it did. But I
0: I still think, and this might, I I don't know if this is going to sound weird because I haven't said it yet, but going through pregnancy doesn't mean that you can just still, for me, it didn't mean that I could just give myself whatever. You still need to be conscious and be aware of the movement that you're doing, the movement that your body is doing daily and what you're putting into your body in terms of food and how you're treating your mind. You know, you still like it's. It's not a. You know, I've got a. I've got nine months off. I can do whatever. I can eat Doritos every day. Damn it. <laughs> That's
1: what um, I was looking forward to. <laughs> for me, it was
0: actually more of a time to be more nourishing for my body, to make my meals even more balanced, to make sure that every time I ate, I was being mindful, to make sure that I was getting sun regularly, to make sure that I was really resting. That was, that's, that was more the giving part for me when I was pregnant. It wasn't just splurge and binge and be unhealthy. It was how much more healthy can you actually be? That for me is a treat when I can actually give more, more back to my body in a healthy way. Yeah. Oh, mm. that's
1: amazing. <laughs> and I, I actually
0: miss being pregnant for that.
1: Oh, that's I awesome.
0: I kept saying to Misha, a little bit exhausted today. I'm just going to go rest on the
1: balcony. You'll be right. <laughs> just need a nap. I could be pregnant. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so now, as you mentioned, you have Bod by Finch and mm-hmm. Body by Finch. Yeah. So a lot of your life is built around this healthy lifestyle and also really inspiring others to, to do that, which you absolutely do. Mm-hmm. So what parts of the program, like tell us a bit about the programs and what you do now for food and exercise. So what is what does your day look like? You know, what would your typical meal be? Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get now? Yeah. Um, so every
0: day is pretty different depending on my schedule. Um, but I and I like to break the week up, which is what exactly what you'll see in the program. I do um, a couple of hit sessions a week, which is high intensity interval training, which I believe we're going to do in this hotel room very soon, uh, which is super exciting um, for you. My, <laughs> no, for you. Um, no, I'm super excited. I'm going to be, I'm going to be standing back doing nothing. <laughs> you can be my, my get, trainer. Get deeper. <laughs> um and then so yeah I've got some hit sessions per week I will do um a body tone session which is yoga inspired stretch sort of Pilates based then I do a couple of cardio days which just might be a power walk with Simba and Dom in the pram or a swim or a dance on the balcony or something fun that I enjoy or a skipping meals are totally totally sporadic um on the program replan out absolutely everything for you for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. I just basically pick and choose what I feel like, what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes I will have a smoothie bowl for dinner. Sometimes I will have eggs for dinner. And sometimes I will have my leftover dinner for uh, for (laughs) breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So it's completely um, dependent on my day and what I feel like. I wake up and just try and let my body do what it feels and do give it what it give it what it's feeling and what it needs. Um, if I feel cold, I have a warming meal. If I feel hot, I have a cooling meal. If I am feeling flustered, I won't do something high intensity. I'll do some meditation or some stretch. So I just, I'm just, just constantly on that balance, finding the yin or the yang and trying to um, incorporate whatever aspect of the yin or the yang that I need in order
1: to stay feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a good approach. I think we all need a little bit more balance. Oh, it's it's
0: hard to get
1: <laughs> that endless search. That's right, and that, that
0: I think this I think this was a question, but I think that's the whole point is we will always be on that search. There is no perfect balance. Yeah. There is no way to go. Oh, I've got the balance. Woo, okay. <laughs> then what? <laughs> so just go with it. Go with the next thing. Yeah, it might be out of whack one day. You know, my husband might drag me to a friend's cocktail party one night and I'm out till 11 p.m. at night. It's totally out of my realm. I do not like
1: that. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this <laughs> is <laughs> 11 p.m. <laughs>
0: I'm in bed at 8.30 and that is me done and dusted. And when the dinner starts at 8.30, I know I'm in trouble. But it's all good, you know. The next day I just take it easy. Yeah, And it's just – and. The funny thing is, when I get home from those 11 p.m. things, I go to bed with this smile on my face, like I've just caught up with my friends, and my soul is filled, and I feel so good. Oh, that's you know, so even though I'm tired as hell,
1: um, I, I love it. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) So you've got your uh, activewear range and the program. You've also written a book, so you're an author um, and are still doing a lot of work on TV, Mm -hmm. uh, also working with Maya. Yeah. So many things in here, (laughs) which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. How did that all develop for you? When did you have the the idea? When did it spring into your head that you wanted to do programs? And then Mm. once you had that idea, for anyone who's a a budding entrepreneur out there, how Mm. do you – Make that happen, like, yeah. and how do you deal with the self doubt that comes with? Oh my god, is it is it a shit idea? Can I do it? Are people going to like it? Like, yeah. All that stuff. How does it? How do you bring your ideas to life and go from modeling to a million things? Yeah,
0: I think the biggest thing, first and foremost, which I think you can relate to a lot, is things take a natural progression when you are 100% invested and passionate about what you do. You've really got to force something. If, you, if you're if you trying to create, a, in my opinion, a business out of something that you are just not interested about or you don't have, it's not that book that you pick up when you have that spare moment or it's not that thing that you choose to do when you have a spare day off, that's when it really becomes a struggle. When you are 100% in love with the content or the actual reason behind that business or what you're doing it just happens so naturally and yes don't get me wrong it is hard work and you have to you know you have to push yourself through every single day sitting up late at night to answer customer service emails you know you can't just go out on the balcony and have a rest because people are expecting things online or meetings and just just nonstop it's the grind you know i think things have just like naturally taken a, a turn because i always envision myself in this space and i love it so much and when i get up in the morning i open that second drawer First thing I put on or or reach for is my activewear. And I'm pretty much living it all day long unless I have to get on a red carpet or do something with my
1: heels on <laughs> How inconvenient. Get out of my activewear. <laughs> I mean, I could just name my active wear, I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't think it would it's go down. It's on brand. I don't think it would go down well. Um, and what I do in my everyday life is what I do on the program. So it it just all fits to me and it and it all makes sense. And I think the thing that led me to turn it into a business was the questions that I got on social media from people. It was, I'm looking for active wear or I need something to like, I'm a mum. How do you fit your workout in at home? How do you, can you show me some of your meal prep ideas? Or can you show me some recipes for my toddler that I can also make for my family? So I'm thinking, I'm constantly answering and I love helping these people and maybe I do a live video about it soon or I put up a video here or there. Oh, we got Instagram TV. Cool. We'll put it there. 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So once I started getting more and more of these questions, it just occurred to me that this was such a natural progression and it was so nice to be able to give back and create something that so many women particularly mums could use um around the country and we've got girls now signing up from around the world we've got heaps of our uh, participants are american-based which is really exciting
1: that's amazing yeah congratulations thank
0: you so um yeah they're loving it And because we have the swap options it doesn't matter what season you're in so you can um we've got we've got over 150 swaps so if you if you're in winter time, you can just easily swap it for a winter-based meal. So it doesn't matter in terms of meals,
1: which is great. Oh, that's so clever.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so doing all that and helping so many people um, and also having your red carpet engagements and mm. all of that in between, plus two beautiful children, as we mentioned <laughs> earlier, Dominic and Violet, how do you – I mean, this is the age-old question – how do you manage your time? Do you have a PA or do you use daycare? Do you have a nanny? Um, Do you work from home a lot? How does that all play out for you?
0: A little bit of everything. So I'm a planning freak, which I would imagine you are too. (laughs) And I like to make sure... So anally
1: retentive. (laughs) I like to
0: make sure everything is written down and both Misha and I both know what we're doing either the night before or the morning of. So scheduling is super important. Um, My manager is across all of my sort of work-based issues um, like schedule with Maya and other brands. And Misha and I work together on the program and the brand and the clothing brand as well. So we yeah, we get to work from home, we get to pop up pop up our laptop wherever we are in the world. Violet goes to daycare on Monday and Tuesday. So we know that those days we're only gonna have one baby. So (laughs) (laughs) that's like a holiday for us. So it's a dream. We get to get everything done and we put all of our work on those days and then we get to spend time with her on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Misha's mum will take her on Saturday and then we pick her back up on Sunday. So it's a really balanced week and we love... The support and the help that we get. And we think it's it's really important to have that time. And then, you know, I've got a neighbor um, in the same complex as us, Tash, who helps us out a lot as well. She's got two girls. So they come over to our place when she needs to go somewhere and vice versa. You know, the saying, it takes a village.
1: I was just about to say. Oh my God, <laughs>
0: is so true. You know, it is. It's a community effort. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, And you just get it. You know, you just know that, Bring them over. Bring the girls over. It's all good. Run to your appointment and I'll feed them, bath them, and they'll be ready for bed when you get home. Vice versa. She takes Violet and Dom and gives us space. We've got to take a conference call from home or whatever. So that help Misha and I do everything together. So we are business partners and life partners and um, communication and planning is important.
1: Yeah. So Nick and I are also (laughs) business and life partners (laughs) and it is I think maybe the most fulfilling thing we've ever Mm. done, but also the most challenging transition we've ever had. How do you guys find that being, um, you know, trying to have your personal life, Mm. which is almost indistinguishable from your work life when you live and work together? Yes. How have you guys navigated that? You definitely learn to become
0: a lot more patient. It's like you've got to build this extra bow, this extra string in your relationship to keep everything together. It's like an external string or bow that may not exist in other relationships because they're not around each other so much in their pockets 24-7. It's this bow or string of patience and understanding that this is my business partner. It's also my life partner. I love him more than absolutely anything, but man, he frustrates me sometimes and I've just <laughs> got to live with that, <laughs> but it's – it's just managing it well. You've got to still schedule in that time to go for those date nights and not talk about work. You've got to sit there like a couple and have a meal without screaming children or picking up things off the floor and talk about non-work related things and eat a meal, a civilized meal, and then go see a movie. And you know, you've know you got to stay intimate. You've got to find ways to keep up that relationship and that physicality and If that means tuning out for a day here and there, then so be it. Um, I am just, I feel personally super blessed that I have one of the most, not not only hardworking um, people I've ever met, but just he himself is very positive and very patient. So, you know, I always say if he had boobs, he'd be breastfeeding (laughs) too.
1: (laughs) good way to put it. (laughs) Honestly,
0: if he could have milk ducks in
1: his breast tissue... (laughs) He'd be there. Good old Misha. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be
0: there. I tell you what, he has been like a second mum. You know, we share the load 50-50. We do not lead a conventional nine to five working week and he is there... I'm flying out more than he is flying out so he has to be there for the kids and you know it's it's a it's
1: a 50-50 with work and with with family so I'm very blessed. I think that also really shows um, even just through social media that Mm. it is really an equal partnership which is and it isn't a conventional working day structure but you guys have just seemed to find a balance that changes every week and it changes based on whatever you're doing but that you just go with it and you figure it out as a as a unit. Exactly, and it's, so, it's really admirable.
0: And the thing is, you know, we make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. For anyone listening, it's not like it's a picture perfect world where I found the perfect combination or I found the perfect balance or the the perfect scenario in life. You, there's going to be crap along the way that pops up every single day. Whether it's something from a technical point of view in the program, is it is a wrong ingredient that was listed yesterday in, in the banana pancakes, there was carrot in there. You know, like <laughs> there's things that come up all the time.
1: Shit gets real. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you just fix it and you go along and you, you've got to be really patient with understanding that if you're stressing about the issues that are popping up on a daily basis, whether they be small or big, you're only doing, your, in my opinion, you're only doing yourself more harm because they're always going to be there. The quicker that you can deal, it's like when an athlete trains, they train at their optimum and then they actually perform or compete a little bit less than that. You know, when athletes are training in altitude, for example, where they're minimizing their oxygen levels because they want to train their body to perform at a really intense um level and then when they're actually competing they're competing at an easy oxygen level so it's it's a similar environment if you can't learn to be smooth and calm and collected in the stressful situations it's just only going to make things harder that's why meditation for me is really powerful because it's all in the mind yeah you know if you can calm that mind and be still in high-pressure situations, I think you're setting yourself up for more success. Yeah, such (laughs) great
1: advice. (laughs) And so we mentioned before that uh, your beautiful children and your family and Simba (laughs) are featured a lot on social media and that's something that makes I think your message through your whole brand, everything you do, a lot more powerful because you are so just upfront, like, this is me, this is all areas of my life. You're not hiding anything (laughs) and it makes you so down to earth, which makes the message all the more relatable. That's awesome. Thank you. I find a lot of people, they try and, and, you know, give this message that is authentic and they are passionate about it, but when they're not sort of showing how they demonstrate that in their own Mm. lives, it's harder to to take that from them. Like, it it comes across as a lot more powerful um, from you. But with uh, having your kids on socials, I think a lot of people – don't do that? And mm. how do you feel about that kind of new dimension that hasn't really been mm. around for any of our parents or any other generation? Yeah,
0: it's a tricky one. Um, and I think becoming a parent definitely shifts your perception on a lot of things in life. Um, even to, even just generally speaking to do with work, like work has changed for me completely. Like it's really centered around the kids and, and what we want for them in the future. It's a tricky one because I guess for me, it's the fine line. Like I would never show my kids in the nude on social media. I think that's crossing the line. That's just me personally. Yeah, I just feel there's something kind of a little bit odd about that. Um, I'm all for sharing and, and, and giving back as much as possible in terms of if the kids are sick, how they overcame that or why they're sick or what to watch out for or what I'm feeding them. You know, everything that can help another mother make it easier in their life um and just what worked for me i love sharing those components cuz i think that's important but i think something still needs to be kept personal some things still need to be kept private for you otherwise what is you yeah. you know what there's still i still feel like there still needs to be that intimacy that is kept just for your loved ones. Absolutely. And, you know, that is things like, you know, when we make love or, you know, when the, just general things at home with the kids. And I, I, I yeah, I think there's a line that um, we just need to be careful not to cross, but we
1: are very fluent and transparent about. It pretty much everything. And do you find that difficult for yourself, like separate to the kids, just how much we need to be engaged and active Mm. on social media to do what we're passionate about?
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. For me, it's more driven by how I'm feeling. If I feel too overwhelmed and flustered, sometimes I just need to step away or let people know that I am overwhelmed and flustered and I am stepping away. Mm. So I'll just say, Guys, and I've always say it. I'm just like I'm just overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little whatever and anxious or whatever, and I just and I just take a little bit of break from Instagram, for example, and then share, you know, how I got back to feeling okay. But I think it's just judging from your energy and judging from how you're feeling that will drive uh
1: what i what i decide to post yeah Mm. um and i find it actually really hard to switch off because i mean i i do have those days where i just want to say oh i'm pulling back a little bit but then i feel like oh it's my business like it's so hard i want to reply to all the comments and i want to you know be engaged and acknowledge everyone who's writing lovely things to you yeah uh, do you draw a line like Per day, do you turn it off at a certain time? Do you it's, it's or all, it's just it's all feel? different. Yeah. yeah, and I always think to myself, if I'm
0: switching off for ten hours, twelve hours, or even twenty-four hours, will it make a big difference in my own body and mind? Yes, a massive difference because I'm going to come back to it calm, refreshed. I'm going to be able to talk about things more clearly and get across what I was feeling and 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 thinking. And I become a better person because of it, you know. If I push myself through it, mentally strain myself, go over all my barriers and just think, no, keep going, keep going, I'm only doing myself damage. Yeah. And that is my message. Yeah. Listen to your body. Tre- cherish your body. Cherish your mind. Look after your soul. And if that means stepping away, then that
1: mean- that's what it means. Yeah. That's mm. so good to be able to um, stick to your guns and know what's right for you in a particular moment totally and so just for my own <laughs> for my own curiosity <laughs> do you have to take like 1 million photos like versions <laughs> of each selfie like we all do before you get the right one i've got 23 <laughs> Does that happen? i've
0: got 23000 photos sitting in my camera roll
1: yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's not just us Pleb <laughs> and <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> when you do um, have to you know drop the activewear and get out for an event? Like what does it take you to get out the door? Do you – does someone style you? Do you choose your outfits? Do you have hair and makeup? Yeah, so I'm
0: lucky. Every day is different. Um, If I'm doing something with Maya or like an event that I've been asked to do, you know, talk at or a a wellness presentation, I will um, get a hair and makeup artist to do my hair and makeup for an usually an hour and a half. And I've got a stylist that I work with as well. And I just sort of, you know, let her know what vibe I want or I feel like a pantsuit today or whatever and she sources that for me. That's and so cool. <laughs> just minimizing the time, you yeah. know, like with two kids and, and as you know, full time work it becomes pretty full on. So I love having that it's an investment that I see is really worthy. And but sometimes, you know, if it's if it's something that's not going to be filmed or I don't need to you know go to that effort I'll just get ready myself and it's very quick and easy I've got my products that I love I've got my one top knot that I love (laughs) (laughs) it's my go-to it's easy Um, and yeah and the thing is I've usually got violet and dom under my feet as well so (laughs) it's whatever you can get onto your face (laughs) whatever the hell (laughs) I hope the mascara is put in the right spot.
1: Um, I love to know that there's some less glamorous moments behind the scenes, which, as I said, you're already really good at sharing, but it's also sometimes (laughs) nice to know that it, you know, the other little um, snippets that happen. So recently uh, at the Maya show, I think it was, you rolled your ankle. (laughs) I think it was. What are some other, like, less glamorous moments like that that have happened to you recently?
0: Well, not recently, but I remember one when Violet was about three. So a couple of years ago now. It's more of a mum like home mum story, <laughs> she was playing in her bedroom and she was awfully quiet for more than 10 minutes. And when a child is quiet for more than 10 minutes, something's up. Something's up. That's so how I've... I feel about Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've gone, oh, gee, okay. I've slowly creeped upstairs, opened her bedroom door and I can show you the picture. And uh, she had got a whole tub of pseudo cream, the really <gasps> thick nappy cream. <laughs> and proceeded to put every last little bit on her body from top to toe like i'm talking hair face nose (laughs) body (laughs) fingertips down her legs everywhere like she was sitting there strategically placing everything like
1: oh i'm like mummy, look what i did
0: (laughs) (laughs) she looked like a walking ghost it was hilarious (laughs) but um oh it was just one of those moments like wow like Mum fail. Yeah, <laughs> this is the dream. I need this to is living the dream. Yeah, I need to really pay attention more to the kids, <laughs> and um, this is going to take about five days to get off. Yeah, nice. and it did. It took about five days. Like. Because it's such a heavy cream, like it takes ages to wipe off. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> oh.
1: So of all your many achievements along the way, um, your career has just been full of them. Do you have any highlights that stand out in particular to you or pinch me moments? Yes, um,
0: two of them. The first started on, first was January the 3rd, 2013, where I got to marry Misha. <gasps> <laughs> Here in Sydney, twenty-four degree day, slight breeze. Uh, all our friends and family, and just I tried not to cry, <laughs> but it was like crying all day long. It was amazing. I cry at other people's weddings, so at my oh, own, I don't even know what's gonna. Happen. You're gonna be a mess. <laughs> and um, and then giving birth, I think it was just so surreal, and such a special moment in a woman's life when you are not well the giving birth is is terribly difficult and challenging but i think it's when you are at the edge of at the edge of giving birth to the child but holding him or her in your arms for the first time and you just lying there after such a hard night's work going look at this new soul this is ours and it's up to us like it's just the epitome of why we are here and it just it sends shivers down my spine cuz it's such a Uh, impactful moment for not only a woman, but a human. And ultimately, that's the only thing in life that
1: really matters is love at the end of the day. So it's um, really powerful. (laughs) I love that because that question often brings out people's uh, like career highlights or the Mm. the greatest things that they've done in their work. But there's been
0: many, there's been absolutely many, but I just know my number one calling is being a mum and my family and, you know, that will always be number one. And it's, um, you know, ultimately I'm, I, I get to do my passion for my work, um, which is in the health and wellness space. But I'm doing it to be able to also, for me, but to also give back to my kids. Yeah so that they have something for their future as well. yeah. And um, so that's sort of, you know, my, my
1: number one. <laughs> oh, I love that because one of the things that I've, I've thought about so much in starting this podcast is that so many of us think about what we do and don't really separate that from who mm. we are. Like everything that we talk about, our passions, our happiness, it's all about what we do. And mm. when you introduce yourself, you say, I'm Sarah, I do this. It's not, I'm Sarah, I am a lover, I'm a friend. Yeah. I a, you know, we don't, we don't yeah. sort of remember to form our identity and our happiness outside of work so I love such a good point I I love love that that. that's where you first go because I didn't even have
0: to like take you there (laughs) totally and I think it's just being really real and honest and true to what is what does make you tick and I always say, if you did have all the money in the world, what then would you do with your time?
1: That was my exact next question. Yeah. And I'm
0: guessing for you that it's exactly what you're doing. It's exactly what I'm doing now. It's being with my family. It's working on Body by Finch, the program. It's the apparel range. And I've got some other um, things I'm just about to launch in terms of products as well on the horizon. Um, So, yeah, I can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Um, So two things that I'm working on, um, which are two things that I use in abundance daily and um, I can't wait to share with the world. Oh, that is so <laughs> exciting.
1: <laughs> so there's a lot of yay in your future. A lot of yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the other thing I find is finding our identity separate to what we do um, and separate even to our families. So just things that are for you as a you, I mean, I'm sure as a mother, it can be mm. really difficult to remember who you are when you're not being a mum. Mm. If you are ever, you know, not that you're ever not being a mum, but do you do anything? And this is One thing I've only just started to do again since, gosh, since childhood Mm. is play TA. So I think that we work and we rest and our lives have become very linear. We just, Mm. we're either on or off Mm. and everything is towards one or the other. So there's wellness podcasts so that you can rest and be healthy Mm. and there's business podcasts so that we can like kick goals and smash life. Mm. But there's no like, play podcast where mm. it's like, what do people do when they're not working or resting or mm. being healthy? Mm. So I, I have quite crippling anxiety, which, um, I haven't really spoken that much about, but gotcha. it's one of those things that I think very creative brains mm. just, are like we're batshit not crazy. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, we're on 24 seven. Yeah. And so. one of the things I've had to do as, as well as meditation is, just do things that are for the sake, like for leisure, and mm. I've forgotten that we—they just dropped out of the universe when social media came along. So I've been going back to puzzles and board that's games awesome. and like random, like gardening. That's and awesome. Do you do anything that's just? to make you yay.
0: I'm in the same situation as you. I, I've i got to really force myself to, to step outside of my comfort box. I've got a very pitter driven personality dosha, energy type, that um, is go, 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 and I'm very fiery and I need to – I want to achieve things all the time, and if I want a project done, I want it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got to work really hard to bring the more slow-moving activities – and the more calming-based activities into my life so that I'm more balanced. And some of the things that I like to do are just go to the movies with Misha or go for a walk in the park or read a book on the balcony. All of these things that are just... Giving my body time to stop and my mind time to reset, and I'm not actually thinking about anything. Yeah, not I'm not thinking about the work. I'm not thinking about my schedule. I'm not thinking about where I need to be or what meals I need to put on the table. Yeah, so it's just something that gets my mind off it. Yeah, and um and whatever that might be for you is it's important to find that.
1: Yeah. Do you guys watch TV or do um, you, are you TV watchers? I'm. You know
0: what? I've kind of gone in this shift. I wasn't and I was I kept saying I'm not T V <laughs> recently I've popped onto Netflix and I saw Orange is the new black. Oh so good. I watched one um episode <laughs> and I kid you not, I'm hooked like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a lot of seasons
1: to make up for. <laughs>
0: How many ha- are there? I think there's like six. Oh jeez. I'm, I'm up to date. I'm uh, you are? <laughs> yes. I'm episode ten or nine season one. So Pipes is in trouble at the uh in the prison and yeah, Alex. She's might be coming, getting back with Alex. Oh, uh, it's heavy, man. It's <laughs>
1: heavy. Like <laughs> I love it. I
0: love and it because it's such a different world. Like it just yeah, pulls you away from. That's the thing. Your I think reality. that's why I'm loving my body and my mind is loving it. Not only because of the enjoyment, but I'm just I'm transported to another world for a short period of time. Yeah, and
1: I love that feeling of oh, there's something different happening. <laughs> And uh, do you, so you and Misha met on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, we did. Right? That's correct. Did, did you guys ever watch yourselves on TV? Did oh, you go back and watch your episodes? I think so. <laughs>
0: like maybe, you know, the next day just to see from a performance perspective, like what what we did right or wrong and how we can improve. Um, but there are random times when we need to find a video for something and uh, need to send it on to a client and we'll type in Rachel and Michael, whatever. <laughs> In YouTube. That's so cute. And we're sitting
1: there watching the Cha Cha going, why did I do my hair like that? <laughs> were you together at the time, like during the show?
0: Yeah, so we oh. met each other and pretty much knew straight away that, you know, we wanted to start a relationship together and we were i had my toothbrush in his house like 3 or 4 weeks after we met oh dude it's the yeah. toothbrush
1: when that migrates <laughs> exactly he had no chance.
0: exactly and we just <laughs> our values were aligned from day 1 and i think we just knew what we wanted from a family point of view um so yeah it was just amazing to to have that, you know, s- s- that those special memories built from that experience. Is it him that brought out your love of dance, or were you a dancer already? No, or... I had never danced, I'd never stepped foot onto a dance floor. Really? I came in with two left feet. He's I trained was, you so uh, well. I, you guys are amazing. I, now. I just all of a sudden went, "What is this sport I never learnt?" Yeah, I mind, body, and soul—the connection of all those three elements is just what dance is all about. And it's incredible how um, exp- you know your body's expression to music can say so much and do so much for you. I grew as a person. I was able to express my emotions more, um, just general posture, physicality, emotional awareness, space, proximity, connection with a partner, musicality, timing. Um, you know, I can. I still do the uh, whippersnipper snipper really well on the dance. Floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that your signature? <laughs> <laughs> My signature.
0: No, I do the um, basketball. Basketball oh. bounce. Oh, yeah. And then just the shoot in the hoop. Oh,
1: so accurate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so just to finish up, a couple of last questions. Yep. Um, who are some of the coolest people that you've ever gotten Ooh. to meet? And, like, I, I don't know if you remember. I hope you don't. I totally fangirled over you oh, when I first met you. You like, were awesome. Right. <laughs> so have you fangirled over anyone in, in your time? I... Um, I I
0: fangirled over a guy and I fangirl over a couple of uh, podcasts. Uh, well, aside from you, of course, but uh, a couple <laughs> of other podcasts sweet. that I follow. I've interviewed um, Robin Williams once oh, before wow. he passed away. And what I an just remember, oh, it was phenomenal. And I've gone to the hotel for the press junket to interview him for, because he did the voiceover for uh, Happy Feet. Yep. So I've waiting in line with a thousand other people. Um, and it was my turn and I've, I've gone in with like 26 questions, shaking like a leaf, like, okay,
1: say that question first. Yep. 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 Oh, Okay. So exactly like I was
0: this morning before this. Oh podcast. yeah. Right. You're cool <laughs> as a cucumber. I was like, I didn't know what to do. And, and then I have gone in and I just remember saying, hi, my name's Rachel. Um, I'm from Nova cause that's where I was with at the time doing the interview. I just want to ask, and he just went, I had seven minutes with him, not, Once did I need to refer down to my questions? Oh, my gosh. Like, we just spoke. And it was just easy. And it was just so fluid and he was telling me stories. He was going in and out of character. He was going in and out of different uh, voices and people. Like, it was insane. And I just remember being feeling so creatively inspired and I thought, wow, what a genius. Um, And uh, the other one that I really like to follow is... Lewis Howes and Tim Ferriss. Ah, yes. They're very cool and um, the things that they're doing, um, giving back in terms of inspiring other people to lead better lives as well is, um, something that I really admire. Yeah. So. Oh, that's
1: amazing. <laughs> uh, and what are three interesting things about you that you don't normally get to share in podcasts or interviews? Like, oh, any an tattoos, any allergies? No tattoos, no allergies. I always tick no on
0: all those boxes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're the convenient patient. I just, just go, like, no, 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 no. Or no, I just no.
0: try and cross it out. Um, I can barefoot water ski, which
1: not many oh, people know. Townsville girl. Yes. <laughs> I
0: have an arachnoid cyst on the bottom of my brain. Um, it's it's benign, but it's just a, a pocket of fluid just sitting there about the size of a, a small golf ball. Is it related to spiders? Or is arachnoid like. Oh, no, of the... no, no. Yeah, it's not related to spiders. Okay, good. It's so just the name of the cyst. I don't know where the name is derived from, but <laughs> I'll look, I'll Google that later.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: just the t- i think it just relates to the type of um cyst. Oh yeah. Um
1: formation, etc. And it has no symptoms or anything?
0: Um no. Oh, I just say <laughs> no. I was like, <laughs> "Ooh." I say that with like a really awkward mind blank. <laughs> no, I I'm just forgetful for a little yeah. bit. No. I was thinking of my I was, thinking- I was actually thinking of my third thing which I forgot, but I'll try and think of something. Um but Symptoms no. I've just gotta be careful <laughs> with high intense situations. So okay. no more barefoot water skiing for me. Oh. These sorts of shame. things. Yeah. So um things that are like if I have a fall are gonna be dangerous. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it
1: just can be triggered.
0: Correct. If I have if it moves, that becomes an issue. So every six months I have to get a scan to make sure that it's not moved on the brain because if it moves in a specific direction it could hit a certain nerve or part of the brain that then could cause other things. Also no scuba diving and things like that. Yeah. So that was on my bucket list, but anyway. Oh, yeah. What else
1: is on your bucket list? Oh, oh, just
0: more travel. I think for me that's massive. Like I just want to – so many parts around the world, India, Asia. Have you done Um, much travel? You would have I would have. I did through work, but it was work when I was young. Yeah. I didn't – I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah, you, you know, just in and out just I was, for the job. I was in and out, or I did live in some places, but it was just I didn't think of it like I'm going to go out on the canal today and explore. Yeah, it was this is where I'm living. I'm going to go to the gym. I need to go here. You know, it wasn't really really experiencing the culture. So just get out there more and experience more um, of the world. Um, and my last one, so the, I've got the cyst, the barefoot water skiing. And it's things that people don't usually know. Yeah, um, that just don't usually come
1: up in, in these kind of oh, interviews. Oh, I'm learning how to speak Russian. Я говорю
0: по-русски. Хорошо. Меня зовут
1: Oh, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's it. <laughs> very good. Where did you learn? I love languages. So yeah. languages and travel. I studied three at uni. Amazing. And then Russian just, I thought, it was so interesting. Yeah. It so. is a
0: very, it's a difficult language to learn because each ending is different. Yeah. The so feminine, like
1: masculine and neutral or something.
0: Five different endings for each word. Oh. And it's just like yucky. <laughs> say, say something else. Minyazevut, um, um, Rachel. Um... Uh, what, what would you like me to say? Uh, um, just like, how are you today? Dobry, um, uh, dobry uh, den, um, kak ti. Oh like gosh, it's very so casual because cool. I listen on what um, how Misha speaks. Yeah, and his is very relaxed and like more like slang. casual. Yeah, Do the kids speak
1: Russian? Yes. So <gasps> Violet so
0: Violet's fluid in it, and it's amazing because she'll ask me all these questions, and sometimes I don't completely understand. She'll say, I want to speak Russian. Um um buble or whatever she wants. I wanna eat um uh, kasha, I wanna have some porridge oh, or whatever wow. it might be. And I'm going uh
1: Gotcha, coming. It's like charades.
0: <laughs> Two words, at sounds like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cute. That's awesome. And the very last question is because I love quotes, I do my little quotes of the day. Um, and today's quote of the day will be coming to you from Rachel Finch. Oh, <laughs> what is your favourite motivational quote? So I have a favourite quote that my
0: brother sent to me um, from a traditional or a very well-known poet called Hafiz. And it's this one. He he wrote once that even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. So I love the fact that, you know, love knows no boundaries. And that's really ultimately all that matters. And the earth has never said to the sun, the sun has never said to the earth, sorry, you owe me. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful because, you know as as we said earlier in the podcast, that, that love is the number one. And I think that's just really powerful.
1: What a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much Aww, for sharing that. My pleasure, Angel. It's rare that I come across a quote that I haven't heard before or recycled somewhere before. So. Well, I can give you that one. Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. And um, we'll share all the links to Bod by Finch, Body by Finch, Rachel Finch, um, <laughs> and where you can buy the book as well, uh, in the show notes, which I just decided I'm going to make.
0: Yay! Yay! Enjoy (laughs) enjoy the first podcast and many to come. Sarah has been a massive inspiration for me for so long and I just admire your hard work and all the things that you've done with your businesses and your work. And every time I look on your Insta, I just think, how is that girl fitting? All that stuff and, like, it's phenomenal. Oh, thank um, you. And you are truly inspiring, so I'm so happy to be here. Thank oh, you. Oh,
1: thank you so much. <laughs> yay! <laughs> so <laughs> much yay today. So much yay!
0: <laughs> she's the yay! She's the yay! <laughs>
1: Take a bow. <laughs> Isn't Rach just so down to earth and even more amazing than you could ever imagine? I love that she's just as much of a dag as I am and couldn't have had a better person to do the first recording with. So just as a follow up, we did end up doing the hit workout session in the hotel room and we're trying to get a travel friendly, no equipment, bodyweight workout for you all but somehow didn't manage to record anything other than us jumping up and down on the bed singing. So you'll have to head to her Body by Finch page for some workout inspiration, which you can find on the show notes that I did obviously end up making, along with links to her activewear range, her book and her social media so you can have a look. And I hope you got some yay out of this one. I'm so excited that we're up to our fourth episode and cannot wait for all the yay that lies ahead. Have an amazing day and I will catch you next time.